This is made possible by Dustin Campbell, O Them Bones, Daily Tech News Show, Andy Beach, Nick Wood, and Craig. Begin the only fight that matters in the 2024 primaries has begun. And to talk about it, let's begin here. Barring something truly bizarre, there is only one fight that matters in the primaries, and that is the student versus the master, Ron DeSantis versus Donald Trump. This is the first podcast we're going to do detailing this fight, which I expect will last for over a year and won't have its first decisive victories until the Iowa caucus in 2024. Like I said, there ain't no doubt that it's begun. Donald Trump and his surrogates have laid out a line of attack and the DeSantis loyalists are firing back. The issue is not the biggest, but it does tell us a lot. Who is on which side? What the candidates believe are their strengths and weaknesses and how they plan on shaping public opinion. The fight is over the definition of 153 days, April 1st to December 25th, 2020. Those are the days from when Governor Ron DeSantis declared a public health emergency in the state of Florida to the date that he lifted all remaining capacity restrictions on businesses while also prohibiting local governments from enforcing public health orders with fines or restricting restaurants to less than 50% capacity. These 153 days are a study in leadership that Team DeSantis believes will take them to the White House. In crisis, he led. Florida voters rewarded him with a massive stamp of approval in a second term. Oh, wait, 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 comes the refrain from Mar-a-Lago. Maybe this wasn't as sterling a record as DeSanctimonious is making it out to be. I mean, it took him 153 days after all. Why not just do the right thing on day one? You know, North Dakota didn't lock down. Make no mistake. This war has begun. The fights are small. The stakes are low. And yet both sides are patrolling for weaknesses, checking for reflexes. Trump versus DeSantis is finally here. And we're going to break down the scope of the first fight, why this topic is the opener, and what it tells us. But first, this is Politics, Politics, Politics. And my name is Justin Robert Young. Here is Donald Trump's truth from the beginning of this week after campaigning in New Hampshire and South Carolina over the weekend. Quote, the fake news media was good yesterday in their coverage of my stops in New Hampshire and South Carolina. Other than the globalist street journal, which is rarely accurate or good, they said the day was really amazing. The enthusiasm to make America great again has never been stronger. 
and the revelations about Ron DeSanctimonious doing far worse than many other Republican governors, including that he unapologetically shut down Florida and its beaches, was interesting indeed. DJT leading big. We continue. Trump surrogate Alex Bruzewitz. As much as I dislike Brian Kemp for the handling of the 2020 election, I have to admit that I was wrong when I suggested that Florida handled COVID better than other states. After research, it's clear that Georgia, South Dakota, South Carolina, and even Iowa handled COVID better than Florida. Heather Mullins, Trump surrogate. Great call by Rhonda Sanctimonious. He should totally be the president. I always wanted a president that believes he has the authority to shut down the country. Trump only issued guidelines. DeSantis ordered a shutdown. Big difference. Hashtag never forget. Now, these are just a few of the messages from Trump and Trump surrogates this week. And boy, do I love campaign season. The talking points go out and all the little fishies swim in the right direction. Before we dig into this claim, I want to direct your attention to this. The 1971 book by Saul D. Alinsky, Rules for Radicals. Alinsky was a community organizer. In it, he writes the 13 commandments for how to define, attack, and neutralize your enemy while energizing your supporters. Far from only being something that can be used for a groundswell of support, this has been co-opted by advertising campaigns and political movements for decades. Here are the 13 commandments as laid out by Alinsky. Number one, power is not only what you have, but what the enemy thinks you have. Number two, never go outside the expertise of your people. Number three, whenever possible, go outside the expertise of your enemy. Number four, make the enemy live up to its own book of rules. Number five, ridicule is a man's most potent weapon. There is no defense, and it's almost impossible to counterattack ridicule. It also infuriates the opposition, who then react to your advantage. Number six, a good tactic is one your people enjoy. Number seven, a tactic that drags on too long becomes a drag. Number eight, keep the pressure on. Number nine, the threat is usually more terrifying than the thing itself. Number 10, the major premise for tactics is the development of operations that will maintain a constant pressure upon the opposition. Number 11, if you push a negative hard and deep enough, it will break through to its counterside. This is based on the principle that every positive has a negative. Number 12, the price of a successful attack is a constructive alternative. And number 13, pick a target, freeze it, personalize it, and polarize it. This book and its 13 rules are something that you should pay attention to and familiarize yourself with it right now as we begin this political season. But I want to focus on the final rule. Pick a target, freeze it personalize it, and polarize it. This is what Trump desperately wants to do with Ron DeSantis' COVID record. Take away the greatest strength he has by defining it and making it controversial. 
What he wants is the argument. He wants people to say, well, no, 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 but here's the chart of why Florida is better. Not South Dakota, not South Carolina, not Iowa, not Georgia. He wants Brian Kemp and Ron DeSantis to fight because the concept of that will by itself degrade what obviously is Ron DeSantis's claim to fame. Here is what Trump said on his way back from campaigning this weekend. Florida was actually closed for a very long period of time. Remember, we closed the beaches and everything else. You know, it's, uh, they're trying to rewrite history. They're trying to rewrite history. Don't listen to them, folks. Do the research for yourself. Now, we're going to get into some of the tactics that I do think is worth it to watch in a second. But let's take a moment here to say that I believe that this is a very stupid line of attack from the Trump campaign. It is a bipartisan, minted fact that Florida did its own thing with COVID, no matter how you believe that played out. DeSantis largely ran on his COVID response and was rewarded with a damn near 20-point win in 2020. He flipped bedrock Democratic counties like Miami-Dade and Palm Beach County red. I want to underline again, this does not happen in Florida. The idea that this is all in your head is not rooted in any fact. Now, I want to compare this line of attack to some of the zingers that Donald Trump had in his September 15th, 2016 Republican debate. If we can go back in time a little bit, this is After Donald Trump has established himself with the first debate in Cleveland, he is a media sensation. News networks are just leaving their cameras on and he just has unfettered access to all of those millions of viewers as he rambles and rambles and rambles. And yet his poll numbers continue to be stronger and stronger. The mood amongst the Republican Party is still, well, this can't last, can it? And we have enough of the field clued into the idea that Trump is a threat that people are taking shots at him. But in this supercut, Trump is going to take aim at Rand Paul for being an also ran, Scott Walker for being fiscally irresponsible in Wisconsin. Jeb Bush for being theatrically animated, Carly Fiorina for being a bad business person with a beautiful face, Marco Rubio for having a weak Senate record, and finally George W. Bush for being so unpopular at the end of his term that Barack Obama became politically viable. The 11 leading Republican candidates for president are at their podiums. They are ready. First of all, Rand Paul shouldn't even be on this stage. In Wisconsin, you're losing $2.2 billion. And when the people of Iowa found that out, I went to number one and you went down the tubes. I promise if I wanted it, I would have got it. But for anybody on this this stage. I was a businessman. I got along with Clinton. I got along with everybody. That was my job to get along with people. But the simple fact is. Excuse me. One second. No. I the didn't want to get you good, cannot take more energy tonight. I like no. that. Wrong. Don't well, make things is, up, Jeff. Don't, don't make cut things. me off. Come sir. on. Don't make things Jake, up. I will get along, I think, with Putin. And we will have a much more stable, stable world. He just doesn't have courage. There's something missing from our president. It's yeah. a terrible statement. I think it's going to haunt him absolutely. I was watching and he said the statement and I said, wow, I can't believe it. I think. 
She's got a beautiful face, and I think she's a beautiful woman. I hear your wife is a lovely woman. She is. I she's don't fantastic. Know her, and this is she is absolutely the love of my life, and she's right here. And why don't Good. you apologize Good. for her? No, I won't right do that now. because I said nothing yeah. wrong. I only say this: she can't run any of my companies. I am not sitting in the United States Senate with, by the way, the worst voting record there is today. Your the brother and your brother's administration gave us Barack Obama because it was such a disaster those last three months that Abraham Lincoln couldn't have been elected. Some of these claims are hilariously accurate. Some are matters of opinion, but none of them are functionally opposed to what the majority of Americans believe about the facts of those situations. You can say that Carly Fiorina ran HP into the ground. You can say that Scott Walker was not as fiscally responsible as he claimed. You couldn't argue the fact that Rand Paul's polling had fallen off a cliff. You couldn't argue with the fact that Jeb did not feel comfortable in his own skin on those stages and nobody could really name Marco Rubio Senate record because nobody can name anybody's Senate record. That's Trump at his best. What we just saw is not, but it didn't have to be like this. Trump does have a lane that will neuter Ron DeSantis. And the further he gets away from it, the more he empowers his main opposition. We get into that after the break. Okay, folks, I just want to let everybody know that the only way that this stays in business is by you heading on over to Take Politics Seriously. Dot com. Again, TakePoliticsSeriously.com. Sign up at the $1 level. You get an ad-free feed. You put it in your podcatcher. Once it's one RSS feed and, and, and by that, if you have no idea, if you are totally, totally a, a, a noob, uh, that's probably even too new of a term. If you are a babe in the woods, when it comes to technology, you have no idea what you're doing. I'm going to put this in really simple terms. If you become a patron on takepoliticsseriously.com. Let's say just for a buck, man. This is a buck a week. That's change. For a buck a week, you get one long URL, basically. You copy that on, on your phone. You just like double tap it so everything highlights. You hit copy. You go to the podcatcher of your choice. Could be Apple, could be Spotify, could be anything. You say add podcast. You say paste. Boom. You're done. No usernames, no passwords. It just shows up in your podcatcher for as long as you are still a patron. Now at the $3 a week level, you're getting two bonus podcasts each and every week, baby. This ain't nothing to sneeze at. All the latest news that we miss on our free podcasting schedule, it's there for you. Guys, this is the way that we keep the train rolling here on this here uh, uh, podcasting front. I'm so thankful that so many of you guys have signed up already. I'm so excited to keep going. You have no idea how much I love talking about this stuff. Oh, God. And I got some advice for Donald Trump in a couple minutes. So there you go. Look forward to that. 
In the meantime, if you're not already a patron, takepoliticsseriously.com. See you there. Advice of Dr. Burks and Dr. Fauci, if they say you should maintain them, and others, yeah. And then ultimately, I have to make a decision. But I certainly listen to them. I listen to a number of people, and I have a lot of respect for Dr. Fauci and for Dr. Burks. Well, I have a lot of confidence in Ron DeSantis. A lot of faith in Ron DeSantis to make the right decision. He's doing a great job as governor. Uh, Ron DeSantis, I, I had read where he's thinking about opening up the schools earlier than the date. What the hell is going on with your state? You know, Florida's open, all this. Florida had a surge, great governor, surge, went down. going on long into the future when this virus is gone and defeated. Some of the things we're doing now will be very good practice for the future, including for not getting the flu, which is very devastating also. These are clips being perpetrated by Ron DeSantis's surrogates in retaliation for the Trump surrogates fighting about the lockdown stuff. Although, very notably, not Ron DeSantis nor DeSantis's top howitzer, Christina Pushaw on Twitter. They are focused on the stuff that they want to talk about, which this week is basically the the incessant fight against woke education. There's an AP course that, uh, uh, an AP African-American studies course that they believe should not be taught, blah, blah, blah. But they are focusing on that. And there's a whole nother episode that we have in the offing about where I believe Ron DeSantis's strategy is very sound. They are very, very smart about where they want to fight. Very Sun Tzu. You know, he who controls the battlefield controls the battle. Ron DeSantis right now is playing against the media. He has yet to play against Trump, and we don't know whether or not he will. More on that in a second. The surrogates, however, are fighting. And these tweets that are being put out with all these Trump clips does put the lie to the idea that it's only Ron DeSantis fans who believe that he kept the state open. In fact, Trump is shown to be doing it himself. It even leaves Trump open for an eventual line of attack from DeSantis that the nation would have been in a better position if Trump had leaned harder into keeping the country open as president. To quote an old candidate for the highest office of the land, one might be able to say that the last three months of his administration were so bad, Abraham Lincoln couldn't get elected. But I will offer some free advice for Trump. In fact, let's go back 
to those rules for radicals. And instead of focusing on the third one, let's go back to those rules for radicals. And instead of focusing on the final one, let's focus on the fifth. Ridicule is a man's most potent weapon. There is no defense, and it's almost impossible to counterattack. It infuriates the opposition who then react to your advantage. Donald Trump might be one of the best ridiculers in the history of politics. So why not use it to your advantage right now? Don't attack what is obviously a win for DeSantis. Take credit for it. In fact, take credit for literally everything Ron DeSantis is. Take credit for his job. Take credit for his popularity. Take credit for how he moves his arms and talks like you. Hell, take credit for his kids. DeSantis did it himself. Everyone knows my husband, Ron DeSantis, is endorsed by President Trump, but he's also an amazing dad. Ron loves playing with the kids. Build the wall. He reads stories. Then Mr. Trump said, you're fired. That is an ad from 2018 featuring Casey DeSantis, Ron, and their two kids as infants. It involves him reading from Donald Trump's Art of the Deal, using lines that Trump popularized in 2016, and being one of the most sycophantic pieces of political media that I have ever run across. It's embarrassing. And if you're fighting against this man, you should put that embarrassment on front street. And even more so because Casey and their two kids are going to be a huge part of the 24 campaign. They humanize the man who can otherwise be standoffish. Nobody thinks that DeSantis was a lockdown lackey. They don't believe he was Cuomo. They don't believe he was Gavin Newsom. They don't believe he was Gretchen Whitmer. But even the most hardcore supporters of Florida's governor has to cop to the fact that he drafted off Trump's headwinds. So when it comes to Florida's track record, if you're Trump, you made this? I made this. Say it was you, the Florida resident who is in close contact with the governor. You are very proud of what you did as president for the Sunshine State. You were glad to see the state that you live in do so much better than the state you grew up in, New York. You did it through your surrogate, the dumb tube for MAGA, Ron DeSantis. Look, Ron's a soldier. Soldiers follow orders. You know, he's smart, went to Harvard, went to Yale. He knows a winning strategy. And that's why he followed what I told him to a T. But you want to know what? Ron is more than a soldier. He's a clone. I think of him as mini-me. You know, if you see Donald Trump Jr. on Twitter pointing out that DeSantis wanted to slash Medicare and Medicaid, don't worry, don't worry. Yes, it's true, but that's yeah, kind of a little sibling rivalry. 
just two people who look up to me that, you know, get a little cross. It happens with kids. Ron does everything he can to act like me. Hell, he might even run for president. Adorable. Just like a little kid pretending to shave. It's good practice for him, right? Maybe he'll even be president one day. You know, when he's more mature. This ridicule strategy does a few things. First, it reminds voters that Trump is funny and cogent. Second, it hits DeSantis in his real strength. He's not Trump without the drama, which is the way that he wants people to look at him. He's just a kid in his dad's suit. He doesn't have Trump's intangibles and everything he did, Trump could do better. Third, and this is very, very important. It forces DeSantis to do something that he wants to put off for as long as possible. Attack Trump directly and draw lines between the two of them. One of the ways that DeSantis loses is if he gets into a direct firefight with Trump, loses, and looks like Jeb. By pretending you've already won, Trump forces Ron's hand. And then Trump is in his true happy place batting away attack narratives and adding in what he wants to talk about right now. He's chasing DeSantis. And if that's the case, then it is advantage DeSantis who right now is above the fray. His top surrogate isn't even responding to Trump yet. Obviously we're much more than 153 days away from this being over. Boy, am I pumped it's here. Politics, politics, politics politics is written and hosted by me, Justin Robert Young, for Dog and Pony Show Audio in Austin, Texas. This show was edited by Brett Stewart. You can email me, theyoungamerican at gmail.com. You can hit me up on Twitter at Justin R. Young. Hit up the show at px3tweets. Follow me on Twitch, px3live.com. Share this podcast with your friends, family, and clergy, px3podcast.com. If you would like to support this program with a one-time donation, you can. Super easy. On PayPal, it is paypal.me slash payjury. Venmo is justin-young-20. Cash app is px3cash. And you can send any and all whatever in the mail to P.O. Box 153184 Austin, Texas 78715. Again, that is Post Office Box 153184 Austin, Texas 78715. The only place you're going to get bonus content, though, is at TakePoliticsSeriously.com. $3 tier gets you two bonus podcasts per week covering all the news that we miss on our free podcasting schedule. And our $10 tier gets your name right at the end of the show like these fine folks in the Titanic. $10 tier. Dustin, Jason, Andres, C. Garcia, Matt, Craig Potts, MC Dradio, Unsafe DB Levels, Katie, Amanda, Yeo, Pinball Shop, DB Vorbongo, Neemeister, Catherine, Todd, and Vote Gloria Young for King of the New World Order. Edison, up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, BA, select, start. Dr. G, Dr. G, Neil, Charles, Darren, 100 Mile Runner, Idrisars, Landy, and Blue Front, and the Lenina, DL, Steven, Chad, Nomadic, Terran. Molly's dashing debut. Miranda Janelle, Adam, Chief Andy, Robert, Casey, Paul is awesome. 
Brad Richard, just another pilot, middle-aged Mike who loves Frank got abducted. Utah Jimmy Montana, the gen. A-L-D-L-D-L-D. Really? Chopper. Andrew. And Joshua, you want your name read? Head on over there. Take politics seriously. Dot com. That's it for us this week. I hope everybody has a great weekend. I believe we will do our Blue Florida episode next week. We just need to land that there interview. And I think we're going to do something on the debt ceiling because that is cooking up. But I want to take a, a, a historical look at that debt ceiling fight. That'll wrap it up this week. Have a great weekend. Stay warm. Hopefully it'll warm up here in Austin. Till next time, this is your old pal, Justin Robert Young, saying some shows talk about politics, others talk about politics, and still more discuss politics. But this, this is the only show that dares discuss Oh, three. Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs> Dog and Pony Show Audio.